welcome anybody who's new. I am a 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult, woo-woo, pseudoscience lady. And as our lovely naysayer has shared, it's, uh, what was it? Bullshit, self-help crap, stuff like that. Yeah, pseudoscience bullshit, that's right, self-help crap. So some people uh, find content that is here to just share with you how to achieve your highest potential as bullshit. And that's okay, though, because they have plenty of the other bullshit people to go follow. And some of them aren't as bullshit. But then again, my question is, if they think self-help is crap, then I guess they don't want to help themselves. And on that note, most people that I've met so far don't know that you have infinite higher human potential because they talk about our species as if we're pieces of shit who are dumb and, you know, we're sheep and all that great stuff. I actually recently had a couple of videos where I'm asking people this very question. I will pose it uh, for us as well today. And that way you can answer it. And it is provocative, if you will, but not to try and actually be provocative in a way of let me insult you. No, I actually have always thought if you're insulting your own species, you're insulting your own self. And now that I know that, yes, you are the mirror of you. And if you don't know your implicit memory, then you don't know about meta-awareness and you don't know how to be aware of your attention as it's happening and a lot of other things. And so the question is, do you think you're smart or stupid? Do you have a whole self? Are you emotionally and mentally intelligent? Let's see what else. Can you access yourself? Can you be yourself? So many questions. But again, let's consider, do you consider yourself smart? Because that's what I really want to know. Do you love your whole self or do you struggle with being yourself? Are you capable of tapping into your infinite higher human consciousness potential experience in life? What do you say, people tuning in here? Are you smart or are you stupid? And again, not trying to be funny, but then again, when I was growing up, I just thought grown-ups would be mentally, emotionally, and physically mature, and I had no idea about trauma or attachment. Now I do, and now I know that, nope, everybody is ruled by their one-year-old and three-year-old, and their teenager thinks the world is unfair, and they're going to go around lecturing you or shouting at you or leading you, or, you know, they're not just authoritarians. Go and find all the influencers, all the marketers that uh, continue to sell to entrepreneurs what they buy into, which is make it simple. Kiss. It's keep it simple, stupid. Then there's this other one, uh, make them not think. And then there's the people who teach people how to use psychology and pick that uh, way of trying to grab your attention. So technically, it's called manipulation, which if you get any good psychologist, they'll tell you, yes, we all manipulate. However, some of us actually don't because we choose to be a person who treats you like a smart human being. What that means is we don't dumb it down unless we have to, and we don't dumb it down anyways, we try to explain it, really. So what I'm trying to say is some of us have faith that you are smart, like me. And although I do know that those who tell me, no, no, I'm smart and I know everything, aren't, I won't go being rude. I learned from the Ugly Duckling song, if you can't say something nice, say nothing, take a bit of good advice. I didn't even need Buddhist psychology for it. I just knew, you know what, I don't want to be mean. And then my mother also taught me there are those who can and there are those who can't, Maria. And so I said, well, if somebody can't and I can, love, 
Why would I make it a point to point it out? That's not nice. It's like putting a finger in that wound. And that's not nice. And I got taught by Jesus how to be nice and loving and God. And I wasn't scared of God. No, I'm my brothers and sisters. Treat them well. There's oneness consciousness. Here's 5D. So when you see 4D mystics talking about their oversoul and telling you either there is a twin flame and that you have to go through seven stages and it's a saga or that you won't be together for time and perfect uh, timing and all that other bullshit uh, or that they don't exist at all, no twin flame, or, I'm sorry, you got a false twin flame, a twin flame, and then for some, you actually have a karmic as well in the in-between. Oh, and then, let's not forget, you might not even end up with your twin flame. You can't. You'll end up with a divine counterpart, which you're only going to get once you're ready. So look at how many times these people work for love. And lo and behold, they did not have the attachment security parent with a third attunement, repairing rupture, and making sure that they felt accepted, lovingly accepted as they were, that they were able to just be children and not have to work for love. No, no, they had to be perfect little soldiers so that they could be loved. So they learned shame and defectiveness immediately. I'm not valuable to my herd. I better make sure I'm valuable. I need to work for it. And then they suppressed, they got their emotions suppressed at too young of an age to even know that their compulsive habits, drinking, fucking, drugging, and fooding, and anything that becomes compulsive basically is a way to relieve stress, like workaholism as well, and keeping busy, busy the doer. Uh, we got the darkness or the doomsday people, basically. Then, And this is from childhood trauma uh, personalities that were described by lovely Patrick Tiahan. Let me go see if I can find him. Here it is. We got the doer who's, yeah, like the workaholic has to always be doing something. The hostile, they're reactive with anger and frustration. The darkness, they're doomsday people. Everything is always going to go bad. They always, basically, if you have something beautiful, oh, look, the rainbow sunshine, it's pollution. Oh, wow. Okay, that, that, that really. So, yeah, some people are seriously, they speak and you're like, oh, shit, I want to get away from here. They're not an energy vampire. They're a traumatized person who needs a good therapist. The ghost, uh, they're there, but really they're not. You, you don't know them. They're kind of like, yeah, passive people. I've met some of those. Uh, the are we good? So these are the ones who, if they are not good with you, they can't sleep at night. It's very sad. That's not their true personality. They are covers, uh, behaviors that create, in fact, intimacy problems. And it comes from somewhere, yes, comes from their childhood trauma, which they have not solved because, you know, they're smart to not go to therapists. So again, the question that I posed is because I'd say that if you don't know that a person, uh, let's see, or a demand coming towards you uh, is going to have you either be in one of two stages, an inner adult who can handle yourself and have a beautiful data, feeling, behavior, story, and everything conversation, because I have a subjective experience and so you, so do you. So if I ask you a question, you're going to have fun answering it with me and we're going to explore till the infinite days of our mouths and we'll talk forever and ever and ever. Okay, so uh, that's where we have a healthy sense of self-worth. So we have these boundaries without even knowing it. And this is an inner adult. Only inner adults have actual ability to maintain differentiated self. Let me explain it's a ventral vagal nervous system 
with your left and right brain mode, meta-awareness, so you're a whole masculine feminine. I raised my hand as a three-year-old. I was already a differentiated self, informing my mother of the fact that she cannot spank me because it is my human being body. I didn't say human being. And I got told the uh, differentiated self by Daniel Siegel, who teaches about the brain, the mind, and relationships, and all about the optimization of mental health, like other good therapists and good neuroscientists. And when I say good, it's because they know that we're awesome as humans and we have infinite potential and we're evolving. So they don't talk about us like we're limited. So when you find an inner adult, you will not create a situation where martyrs, superiors, blamers, shamers, falters, revengers, uh, spitefulness, low self-esteem and dark communication, passive aggressive. And those who don't know that we know when they're doing their little personality dance, that we are actually quite aware of the clown face that is being worn and we allow it to be there because we feel bad that they don't know that they're a beautiful piece of purusha prakriti because they didn't get acceptingly loved. They didn't know that love was free because they had to work for it and their emotions are all suppressed. In fact, it's clear because they don't know how to share their emotions freely. They have to play like the clown and they have a teenage persona, which is really ignorant and stupid for us adults and as a teenager that's what I found uh, after a year of being a teenager with teenagers like you know what I think I'm actually better off with my inner guidance and connected to Purusha Prakriti as pure consciousness pure energy on that note let me finish with Pat Ogden it's amazing how much she says these physicalizing experiments so when they accentuate bodily movements that a good sensory motor therapist will notice are your protective barriers, your your way of basically putting up with your household in a flight, fight, freeze, fawn, flop, drop, attach, cry, collapse, submit, please, appease, wait. So until you don't know how to be an emotionally mature inner adult person, so to talk about anything and everything, without actually getting all frustrated. So whenever I meet an educator who gets pissy in their pants and thinks they know everything, I'm already not there anymore. I'm leaving the three-year-old the floor so they can prove their point because the teenager believes they know how to save the entire world and I want to hear how they're going to save the world because I'm sure I'm going to get very many golden nuggets but also I don't want to waste my breath because they have a clown face that's stuck and glued on their face otherwise they wouldn't have addressed me with the very tone and the very mannerisms that are if you can't say something nice say nothing basically they weren't present actually like a grown-up who knows oh wait I don't own reality I have what's called a subjective experience. And oh, yes, I'm determined. <laughs> I love, I'm, I can't wait to read that book. Yes, we, we are determined, but not, not forever. Because, you know, if you work with your implicit memory, you get out of karma. Remember, karma is reactive, not conscious action when you're conscious. So with meta-awareness, meditation can get you there. Or just you having the ability to say, wow, I got pouty feelings. Let me walk myself through these pouty feelings. But I want to make a note. If you have had childhood trauma, it is important for you to understand yourself, humanly speaking, because the self-soothing mechanisms are not actually funny. So the part about understanding why it's so challenging for you to stay on track, I really want you to understand that's where you can be yourself and your nature is love. But to get there, you don't need other people. But then again, you do. Trauma is relational. Intimacy is the core. The first intimate spot, though, is your body and your brain with your mind and your brain actually can use meditation because it works the corpus callosum prefrontal cortex hippocampus and the connectomes interconnected connectomes with which integrates your brain 
integration of the brain is what will allow you, your left and right, to have communication and get out of it being blocked. But that's because you will be working on your window of tolerance, which essentially is the emotions that come up and that might not be in any way, shape, or form in any way matured at all because you were suppressed as an infant and child growing up because when you got angry or sad you got shamed and you got humiliated by being yelled at and while people think as grown-ups oh that spoiled little fucking brat no you're not a spoiled fucking little brat and like patrick Chan points out to his lovely community you're not in trouble he reminds them and i know why he does that because those who know about their three-year-old self with a healing person, meaning they're on a trauma recovery journey, for real, not pretend, they will know that anytime they're in hypervigilance, it's because their one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven, eight, feels they're in fucking trouble and they're scared shitless and they don't even know why all that shit is coming up, but they just have this thing of, I, 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 uh. so you're not in trouble. And that's why the 5D mystics don't fucking do bullshit with their oversoul like the 4D keep doing. And there's no devils or evils. No nope. evil ignorance. Like the people who say yoga has devils coming out of you. <laughs> Reiki, it's the devil. Yes, thank you so much, people from the ancient times. Okay, so let's finish with Pat Ogden. It's amazing how much these physicalizing experiencing exper experiments bring up because they're not just physical exercises. They're connected with implicit memories that are just full of meaning and emotional pain. And when we do these experiments, it is not about the content anymore. So it's not about how you react when a person makes a demand or when you're in a situation. It is about the implicit phenomenon that drives the content. So it's about what you're doing, the implicit memory, the implicit stuff. And that's your past and that's your inner child. And that's with the adaptive child that's maladaptive now that you're grown up. And that makes you act like a lecturer for the good case scenarios, all those people who are leading others, they found their meaning, their purpose, they're saving themselves, and therefore they're trying to make sure those people have a parent to look to, and those people want a parent, which is why they follow kings and queens and, you know, people who look like princesses, and, and again, I, I saw this one influencer, and now they're foreseeing uh, the future, and I know that they got a, a, a crowd of followers, and they're like, okay, for 2024, the oceans are going to call you. Make sure to go to that call. <laughs> oh, and I don't laugh because she's not helping the world. I laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, how many millions or thousands of people? Like, yes, master, we're going to follow you. And I'm thinking, are they hypnotized by the dress or is it the look of the eyes? Which one is it? Is it a siren or a mermaid? <laughs> Oh, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't. So let me explain 4D serves their purpose. But seriously, <laughs> the people that follow that. Oh, do you think those people are smart people? Please, please, that's not smart, okay? I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's like a person hooked on TV. And when I was hooked on TV, my mom would, just, my mother would be like, stop, stop watching TV. And I remember noticing, you know what? I can't stop watching if I'm in a room. Why can't I stop watching TV? <laughs> and I wouldn't be like, oh, it's the agenda people who are trying to suppress me. I didn't give a shit. I just said, you know, I'm going to do something about it. Uh, what works? Okay, I'm going to have a book. I'm going to have headphones. I'm not going to go near TV. So I did something. I got proactive. Uh, that's what an adult does. They get proactive to ensure they use their time however they want. They don't blame the box or people for, ah, you hypnotized me. But... 
when I do see people like the, that following these individuals, letting them talk to them, I think of soldiers. But see, okay, so here's the thing. I don't agree with any type of violence, no war and no killing at all, not even a little bit. And all of my lovely, no, not all. There's only some people that I talk to in a way where I respect and it's because of their intellect. And no, it's because of the bond and their intellect. And it's because we respect each other and because we enjoy intellectually exchanging. So when I find a peer, that's where I am at having great times. So when I have those peers, I actually am always, always uh, enjoying those shares. So whenever I talk to those, right now I'm thinking of my masculines, I am put into having to suck it up and know that sometimes things have to happen like a masculine will inform a feminine and it's not because of female or male no the masculine is the one who is able to proactively break things down from the ground and see things from the ground while the feminine sees things from above and tries to create with what is in there without breaking anything and we come together and we work together because that's the whole point. There's a way that you will, from your own way of being determined, see things. And we both have capabilities. So the feminine is a nurturer, okay? And the masculine, again, it's uh, something different. It's the willpower. So there, there's different ways people describe it. You have both. We have both. But there's a prevalent way that a feminine will see things and try to do things and it will always be to nurture and to keep everything alive that's why there's the need of the masculine and again you and i have both capacities i will tell you i don't like to be my masculine <laughs> i don't want it i don't want that role i will have the role when i have to have it but i don't i don't want it i, I don't like to have to think it that way and so when i'm in the presence of those who are inclined naturally to be masculines i and them have a great exchange and i'm reminded of things that i don't want to be reminded of but that i know make sense okay so on that note are you smart or are you stupid i'm smart enough to know that we all have weaknesses and strengths like the fact that i'm four foot nine and i don't stand a chance near a lion or a bear or tiger and that my herd would probably give me up and i would be very much sad about it, but I would be smart enough to know, and I'd be the feminine masculine that I am, basically a human being who loves my herd and a nurturer, but also a common sense. So again, masculine, feminine to say, this is the right choice. I would make that choice too. I hold no grudges against you because I want my herd to live. It's called compersion. And I wouldn't be sad about it because, or mad about it because I would have felt left behind like those who have a zero one-year-old who doesn't know themselves. No, that's where I would know that that's the right thing to do for my herd. And I'll actually give you an example of this in a minute. This is a story my regular listeners know about. Okay, so finishing up with Pat Ogden, uh, we get underneath uh, the content and implicit phenomenon that drives the content. And this is how we are changing patterns of organization through that, which is at the root of healing and change. Healing what? Healing the trauma, the trauma memory for people. Changing what? Changing that you can become your inner adult, be in meta-awareness, and without meditation, with doesn't matter. If you need meditation, it's great because it's a portfolio of ventral vagal nervous system toning exercises, which is your mammalian heritage, 
which then allows you to also get into touch with your mammalian prefrontal cortex brain, but that's where you're going to first have time to grow your corpus callosum, prefrontal cortex, hippocampus, and the pre-connectomes, uh, the interconnected connectomes. All those four areas are affected by trauma. So a childhood trauma survivor can make good use of yoga, but they should also make good use of therapy with the good therapist, EMDR, child parts work and somatics, or a good personal development coach like myself who knows about this enough to say, okay, we need more help and who will tell you instead of hide it from you or say, no, no, just do the shamanic ritual. No, <laughs> don't come to do Reiki without personal development. Don't come for tarot readings without personal development. That's why I only offer those services for payment when you do personal development with me, Akashic Records. Otherwise, I do not do payment. Reiki is different because it's like a massage, but that also depends on who's coming to me. For example, I had a request by a person who had had a psychotic breakdown. They ended up in the hospital and they wanted Reiki. And I said, "Mm, I need to ask you some follow-up questions now that I know that you were taken away in a straitjacket and almost harmed your children and your ex-companion because I know about attachment and trauma and what you're describing to me sounds like your window of tolerance went shot up up the roof. You want now to do spirituality stuff because you've been told your awakening, which I know about. However, I care about your well-being and I will not be doing anything with you until I get a clear picture of what we're dealing with so that I may advise you, first of all, not because Reiki can do anything, no, but because of knowing that it clears your energetic sphere. However, the point is what comes next You need guidance if you want to actually make use of what happens. Furthermore, because of caring about a person's mental well-being and not being a therapist. So out of responsibility, I personally said, no, no, we're not going to do a session. We're going to have a conversation. And they, in fact, didn't reach out because they wanted somebody to allow them to speed up their ascension process. That's what they were interested in. I want to enlighten now. Uh, Okay, I don't think that's how it's going to work, but... Let's chit-chat, shall we? Okay, Sadhguru, meditation means dissolving the invisible walls that unawareness has built. So these are not invisible walls of unawareness. These are unawareness because of your body and your embodied brain protecting you from emotions that are actually stemming from your childhood that for some, you're going to be able to easily handle when they come up and for others, no. It's not easy, like this dude who had a nervous breakdown. And that's why they should know about good therapy. Okay, so on that note, the story that I wanted to share about the herd and common sense and smart people uh, who don't need to work for love. So it means if my herd um, basically thinks that I need to be given up, I trust my herd because that's exactly why I'm safe with them. So I'm safe with my herd, not because of automatically, it's not because of a default mode in uh, me wanting to be, okay, how to, it's not because I'm certain or bonded. It's not because of drivers that lead me to feel special with that herd and safe physically, okay? No, it's because of my self-agency. And really we have all three. So long story short, you will choose your herd based on a feeling of emotional, mental, and physical safety if you have healthy self-worth in the forefront because you will know your soothe system. 
Okay, so let me be clear. That's why it's different than the shiny, shiny. I have taken the pain point that we share in common. You are part of my herd because we're recovering. No, we'll never recover. We're just going to stand up and say, we are special and you're not. And you got those groups and those are your culty cults, traditional cults and uh, whatever, ethical cults. And they follow a leader. I'm not talking to people that follow a leader because they're all the children, the lost boys of Peter Pan. And Peter Pan's just as much as the lost boy as the lost boys. When you see him being handled by Wendy, even in Hook, once he gets to be a grown-up. So when you're an emotional adult, it's because you have meta-awareness. Your left and right mode communicate means you have the ability to know about your inner attention, thoughts, emotions. You don't pout about it. You also know about your heart and your gut and all of this, and you're not going to try and depend on anybody to find your self-worth. You're going to know you don't work for love, and if somebody makes you work, that's not love. Okay, so on that note, back to story. I have always been polyamory. I just didn't have a word for it. And so I was sat down by my teenage boyfriend. I think he was there, or at least my family was there, and told that I could not love all people equally and that I could not desire the happiness compersion of every person on the face of this planet because there's evil people out there. And I consistently said, I don't understand why you need to come tell me how I have to love. I don't love that way. And I don't think that way. And in fact, the first person that matched the way that I love, meaning the healthy self, love and healthy love and just love, is the lovely book, Eric Fromm, The Art of Loving, where he explains if there's an agenda, you're not actually in love because love is a verb. It's a constant. It's not something that changes. And he didn't even have Stephen Porges yet. As you learn about the polyvagal theory, you will understand that love is your mammalian heritage. Only when you're in your soothe system do you actually love. And that means that you can sit with me forever and ever and ever and not feel ever judged because I'm going to be, in fact, a functional adult. So our human being nature is us being able to be the very much, uh, what is it, loving person, but we don't need somebody to feel this. However, you do need your own nervous system to be able to be engaged in your soothe system, which you do need people for because your nervous system learned to calibrate based on your household. So if you have attachment traumatization, and if you have attachment wounds and trauma, da, 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 it's first getting to learn how to handle your window of tolerance to get to a window of welcome and expand the I'm comfortable in the uncomfortable within your own and gain meta-awareness. So this is why mindfulness and meditation practices, attention, focus, and all of that, which the psychology community, the good ones, are now integrating. It's because it works your brain structure. And yes, it, uh, some people say it changes you. Yes, but it changes you to meet your mammalian heritage versus keep you in what is a traumatized brain, which will be maladaptive, also underdeveloped because the first year of life, your right brain is what develops. And if you didn't get the stimuli and you got freaked out, you know, there you go. So you're not changing who you are, like those personality types that Patrick Tiahad points out. You can grow out of them. You won't lose your traits you'll learn to be a grown-up with them and not a person who has trauma with them. So I got sat down by my entire family and got questioned and questioned and questioned until they said, okay, it's the end of the world. We're all going to die except for you can save one human being. And I say, I save my younger sister. And they're like, so see, you love her more. And I said, no, she's younger. She deserves to live more life. It's a gift to be alive. 
<laughs> and some people, they don't think it's a gift. And I don't laugh because it's funny. I actually laugh because they think they're smart. Instead, I know they're traumatized. And that they have doomsday all over their face. And it's called the human suffering love narrative. And that they don't know about Stephen Porges. And that they're actually uh, not in a state of love because they're in a sympathetic nervous system mode. And their biological rudeness and whatever doomsday shit happened as they were growing up. They got a 11, 12-year-old, which is, I don't mean anything. Because, uh, see, the 11, 12 charge state will kill themselves, for example, and this is not funny, but they will kill themselves because they find that they mean nothing. So it's like a dark cloud where they feel inside their heart like a depressed person. And then there's the 14, 15, 16 instead that will kill themselves despite their parents because they're pissed at them. So out of anger, they do it. And these are not set in stone, but these are the charge states that I was described in my trauma basic course with my lovely teacher, Sue Martin, and other teachers, Dr. Albert Wong included, and the freezes of all ages, which can be associated to panic attacks, and some of mine were probably that, because I did have experiences where I'm sure my highly sensitive body, because of how I would look at my mother, freaked out. <laughs> I'm like, ah. So freeze is when your body doesn't know what to do. It just freezes. That stays stored until it gets released, which is why there's no demon that comes out of you when you do yoga. It's actually trauma, memory, and charges, which is why you want to know about good psych education. If you're a smart cookie, you're going to learn what it means to be human with the new information of neurobiology, attachment, trauma. I didn't know about any of this stuff, but I wasn't a human suffering person to begin with. But it did help me to understand how to explain to my lovely regular listeners how to move towards your actual human love narrative and that mindset is everything the external is nothing unless you're a teenager if you're a teenager and that's why we have people in the angry circuit following their leaders and having ethical cults culty cults and being pulled by every single marketer and entrepreneur no matter how they twist it you know uh, they will say okay psychology let's use and I say, no, I'm not going to treat you like you're a fucking piece of shit, dumb idiot. I'm going to tell you things as they are, because guess what I want? I want people who are grownups to join the conversation because I'm not here to lecture them. Oh, and when I watch people who instead, they actually are organizing information for children. Yes. <sighs> it's very painful. And I'm saying when I take any type of course where I have a person who thinks they need to school me, and you will always notice it by their tone, by their mannerisms, by every single way, it's a trending topic, people. And anytime, sometimes I have people in my life that present to me conversations that I am obliged to uh, engage in. And I can tell you that it's painful. I'm sitting there with the desire, my three-year-old is pretty handled by my teenager, but really what I want to do is as an adult, because the three-year-old is really your pure piece of purusha prakriti, and so you're in the presence of a person who thinks they know more than you, who's treating you with an emotion as if you need to be schooled, as if you're dumb, because that's how they're talking to you. Okay, so they're intellectually now offending me because if I have a question, since I am an inner adult, emotionally mature, meaning healthy, self-worth person, meaning I'm not afraid of asking stupid questions. And for real, not pretend so much so. Here's another story in school, high school. I was an annoying teenager to those teenagers. And that's because I knew healthy self-worth, unlike they. 
And that's because I also knew about smarts, which is I'm getting ready to go to college and I want all the information I can get to be prepared for these years that are to come where I'm going to work to get my grades because I want to learn. It's Friday. I'll never forget because the entire class booed me. <laughs> I'm sitting in the front of the class like I always did. I also always sat in front of the bus and I was the tattertail. In fact, kids did not come near me because I told them, if you do any shit, I'm going to go tell on you. I'm not kidding. Don't tell me your shit. I'm going to go tell on you. I will say you shouldn't be doing so. Long story short, I was in front of the class as always learning from one of my class teachers. And they go ahead and say, okay, we're done. Does anybody have questions? And I raise my lovely little hand and I say, do we have any homework? And I literally didn't think that anybody would care. And I wanted to know. <laughs> I wanted to know because there was a question because some teachers gave us homework. The entire class, boo. And the teacher said, no, no, Maria, we don't have homework. <laughs> and no, I didn't feel ashamed. And I wasn't afraid. And I just knew that those teenagers had nothing better to do with their life than not care about learning. And I wanted to learn. And I didn't give two shits. I didn't even turn around. I didn't stop asking questions, by the way. Oh, no, I kept asking questions to the teachers who are meant to educate me. I didn't ask questions to the stupid people. Not like I do when I'm a grown-up. So when I'm being lectured, I actually don't ask questions because I know I can go grab the same books that they read and learn way better than what they're doing. And that's because it feels very insulting when people lecture me like I'm a kid. So on that note, uh, when somebody is an inner adult their entire life because their three-year-old doesn't lose self-worth but knows how to tell their adult person because the adult person, actually, the parent was authoritative, which meant and means that they gave the child the ability to be a child, not to work for love, to be accepted as they are, and then to allow all the emotions to come up and to teach that child how to coexist with their herd with respect, some can, some can't. These are my mother's words. I was held, thank you, Terry Real, as he points out in any trauma expert, your trauma is going to be something that is relational because you, you got taught how to treat yourself by those people who treated you. My primary caregiver, who is and has always been a woman, my mother, and most kids have that, but not all kids. We do want to acknowledge those fathers. So those parents who do that job will integrate their masculine and feminine to the best of their ability. As for the other parental figures and other alloparenting figures, because as mammals, we will look to others in our first years of life, our attachment system. We're mammals, so we will look to our herd and have a handful of people will, which will have given us the first uh, filter to ourselves and our implicit memory. So mine is full of my mother, my twin, uh, the father figures were in and out, so they counted, but it depends on how. And then my grandparents, and of course my maternal, for example, family, which would be cousins and uncles and aunts. Okay, so maternal primarily, because paternal were not near, but we still had relationships, so paternal can be included. And that's your first clan. And so as the attachment theory lovely researchers and all of the smart ones tell you, your way of handling all of those relationships once you become a teenager, excuse me, an ad adolescent. So from that 11 years to those 16, 
and those are your next two charged states. Now here's where your societal system comes into the mix. And so you're going to look to attach to your peers. Your brain also goes through what is called the pruning process. You lose some of those neural whatever receptors that your brain doesn't need anymore. However, if you were not given the opportunity to have a lovely brain, right brain and left brain that has hippocampus, prefrontal cortex, connected connectomes, and the uh, whatever else I'm forgetting, interconnected, connect, no, ah, shoot, <clears throat> any anyway, corpus callosum, there we go. So if your brain structure was impeded in its growth due to childhood trauma, you will be living with your, thank you, Bezel van der Kolk, the studies show default mode network only functioning when you're in a threat mode to your uh, prefrontal cortex or your, uh, excuse me, executive decision makers or the, the, the frontal lobes. I think it's called the frontal lobes. Yes, the frontal lobes come online. So you feel alive only when you are in dysfunction, dysregulated, so hypervigilant, so dramatic. Ah, I'm going to go beat up Billy. Yeah. So all those kids that do shit like that, they all have households where they were taught that that's life. Basically, their body feels alive in pseudo-aliveness. Out of body can be clinical dissociation. We got some kids with dissociative identity disorder and uh, bipolar and stuff like that. Narcissism, sociopathy, psychopathy, it's not funny. And they can all be healed. And that's because they can work with their sensory motor and somatic experiencing with their body, an implicit program, organized. And no, it's not a robot. And no, it's not some alien that comes from above. No, no, it's just a person who can get a good therapist and somebody who cares. And as Bezel van der Kolk points out in when he's being interviewed, he hopes that every school can have something to support neurofeedback to allow those children who come to school and don't have the ability to feel alive in soothe system situations because neurofeedback is basically a way of working with somebody. I believe it does involve EMDR, rapid eye movement, and other things. So the good therapists know how to organize all that stuff, mindfulness, meditation practices, secular, so that the extreme Christians understand we're not trying to make your kids Buddhist, and that meditation and mindfulness are not associated to a belief system. They are practices that actually support a human being's embodied brain. Does it change them? Yes, for the better, because it allows them to access their mammalian heritage versus keep them in a attachment traumatized hypervigilant body, which means your survival mode is on, you're in biological root is you're not actually living life. You're living drama and your body's not going to thank you for it as you age because you're stressing it out every time. <clears throat> you also don't know what healthy self-worth relationships are like. And on that note, when instead people begin to meet. So anyone with this regulated or modulated embodied experience is when they meet those of us who have restorative embodied experience, which is our mammalian heritage, it's our birthright, pieces of pure Purusha Prakriti, 5D functional adults or 5D mystic enlightenment functional adults, they will meet an inner adult who will not shame them, blame them, fault them, revenge them, or lecture them when they are sharing subjective experiences and information. Because we are not martyrs or superiors or lecturers, meaning we're not your parent. Okay, so on that note, when you meet a person who is a whole individual, one-year-old, three-year-old, teenager with the adult, I have personally my safe haven, secure base, me, Maria. And let me go to share story number two or three. 
I had a person who taught me how to read coffee cups as an intuitive. I am a medium, a channeler, tarot reader, again, Akashic record reader. All of that, which is in clear land, is easily accessible to those of us who have secure attachment, integration of the brain, which is why we don't notice when our mind's eye is actively channeling. And uh, my first actual moment of remembering this is when I didn't know what it was, meaning I saw it, but I didn't think anything of it until it began to play out. And we're not going to get into that story, but this story is, so this person who's an intuitive, but they're 4D intuitive, uh, and in fact, you could tell because of the way they read and the way they still read, they read to me my coffee cup as they taught me to read, and they said, they said, in your journey, there was a moment where you weren't connected to your, because they call our higher selves, our spirit guides and our protectors and angels. So technically, when you begin to get introduced into the spirituality plane, you will be told that you have a spirit guide and an angel and your higher self. And that's why the voices and really neuroscience can explain to you your clairs doesn't take away from the experience. It actually allows you to understand that your brain is part of it and to help you to keep it together, which means if you don't feel comfortable and you get scared a lot and you are suffering, you want a good therapist because you have trauma memory that is trying to heal itself and it's having a challenging time because there's a window of tolerance and you just want to be sure that you're having yourself process, not re-traumatize, and that's the part that 4D don't understand, which is why they do pseudo-liveness. They have clinical dissociation when they're doing their channeling, and they don't think anything of it because they won't go to a good therapist, but they'll go to a shaman who will give them ayahuasca and tell them, don't go to a good therapist, just come and do it the shamanic way. Or they'll believe apps that say 12 years of uh, shamanism in one month on my app personal development. Here's a shortcut. Oh, healing your trauma. Come do Reiki. Oh, no, do tarot, please. So the wands, there you go. And that's why we have naysayers who come on pages like mine and say, bullshit, pseudoscience, self-help crap, because they have people who sell them. Oh, the copy that though people think people want, because you're all stupid. Remember, you don't know anything. And I can't say that they're not wrong, because to this day, when I go online and look at who has the most followers, you better bet it's people that treat you like you're stupid shit. And no, stupid child. Uh, no, excuse me. They sell you your dream. And you don't know that you are in good company with other children and teenagers who believe it. And some will go well because they will get to have solace. They found their ethical cult, culty cult, traditional cult. Lo and behold, the neuroscientists that tell you you're going to end up in a cult and you need an authoritarian person to manipulate you or that will tell you will be manipulated, the ones who limit you, there you go, they're right. And you just proved it to them by allowing yourself to not go to meta-awareness and notice why my thinking somebody can sell me a shortcut, personal development is forever, trauma, serious business, wait a minute, they can have clairs, but that doesn't make them more special because I'm part of the same piece of consciousness, I'm just as special as everybody else on the face of this planet and the piece of consciousness. It's just energy, but it's not just energy. It's an intelligence. Okay. So back to this story, this person says in this one year, you were not connected. And I remember what year that is. And that's why when they spoke those words, I knew exactly what moment of my life they were talking about. To this day, I thank myself. Mm, 
To this day, I know myself, and I know what it means to be a teenager and an adolescent like anybody else. And I do remember being a person who knew what peer pressure meant because we got taught it, and who knew also we're all teenagers and we're all going to do it. And though in one year, I actually did not do life the way that I found my value body feels is right. And my heart body. And in fact, the only reason I don't use the word shame and that I can actually handle the emotion of shame that can come up is because it's my own self-shame. And it's something that my meta-awareness in the moment that I experienced analyzing and observing and thinking about all those decisions made with peer pressure and knowing how it worked because the adults were very good at explaining what that was. And I said, well, you can't really be ashamed necessarily. You're a teenager like anybody else, but what did you learn, Maria? <laughs> oh, I learned something that as an adult I learned again and that the trauma therapists helped me learn. I'm emotionally immature. I wanted to be accepted by my peers. Stupid shit. Are they doing anything smart for their future? No, hell no. Do you know what's better for you than they do? Hell yes, I do. Are they reliable? Uh, fuck no, they're not reliable at all. Not even a little bit, actually. They're doing a lot of dumb shit, and I think I'm done. So this person was reading this coffee cup in a way of, you weren't connected to your higher self, and all these things happened, and now this, I can see heartbreak. Dark, 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 dark. And I'm like, what the fuck? If you're trying to support a person, you're doing a very bad job at it, you know? And then I reminded myself of all the human suffering narrative people. And it's like, oh, wait, they highlight their pain and make sure they have gold in those parts that were broken and they love to highlight i forgive everyone and so i'm special so yeah i'm not that a 5d mystic isn't that because we're not a teenager in a body <laughs> we're meta aware people so we know how to be equanimous is the word and that's the truth land of neutrality which is also where you heal trauma because you learn how to be compassionate towards yourself so i knew how to be compassionate in my inner growth mindset with meta-awareness and say, okay, you were like any other teenager. So what did you learn? I learned this without lecturing myself. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I was held that way. As I spelled out before, Terry Real, he points out trauma, it's relational. How you handle yourself is going to be how you were handled. And here's why determined. Thank you to that lovely man, Robert, whatever his last name is. It's a book and the signs of why you have no free will, but you still have free will too. So I like to put them both in there because it's called you having meta-awareness and being able to recognize all the emotions. So I knew why I was not happy is the word I use with myself, but we can use shame. But I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't happy because I was stupid. And as I said those words, I said, yes, but you were not stupid. You were, here's the organized information as the lovely educators taught you. So now that you have a clear view, Maria, not a distorted one, you made choices based on being a teenager and an adolescent with that societal system on board online my lifeline they ain't no lifeline of mine because they're not leading me to life they're leading me to something called a very unresponsible not reliable very unsafe behavior and stupid like completely stupid off the chart stupid i wasn't even kidding when i said like as a teenager no compassion towards those people and that's where I learned again, even here, eventually how to not do the bad and good and cast a stone because they're not stupid. They're misaligned because they all didn't learn how to get healthy self-worth like I did. So I learned healthy self-worth in a year and how to maintain Purusha Prakriti. 
And in fact, to this day, I can look back to my past and say I've performed. No, I've been a person who has compersion. So back to our herd. I didn't feel ashamed or like I was a piece of shit or my friends were pieces of shit. None of that. When people lied, I didn't be like, oh, they all lied. Now I don't trust anyone. And that's why you don't lose your human nature as an adolescent or as a grown-up once you decide to be a person who actually chooses to do meta-awareness all on your own or with good meditation and good therapy, whatever it is. So when someone knows their human nature is love and it's something that we are and that we can all become and that we can feel with or without somebody, this is why our twin flame flames, we don't have sagas, our oversoul, why we don't need necessarily spirituality, religion or yoga or any of that uh, because our human, again, nature is a brain with a mind that is yours. Your brain and embodied brain did have determined stuff go on with your biology, your genes, your environment, the womb, all of it. But there's good educators out there. And if you fall for the bad ones, that's because you're not falling for shit. Your adaptive child wants to believe in the magical wand of there's the person who's telling me the world that I want to see. They're describing humans the way I think of them. They're describing life the way I think of it. They are my ideal. This is the psychology stuff, by the way. They're my idol. And they, if they match and they make it all great, you're going to stay mesmerized in that forever. The minute you begin to work out of that blinder because you're ready for your next karma, because you're just doing a karma wheel in the first place, if you can't notice that you are actually not following your own a grown-up heart it's 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 because you don't have okay here's the indicator of a grown-up heart you don't need sad guru to have you promise to unconditionally love all people you know that all humans are beautiful and that if they didn't get here it's because they have trauma because they didn't have an environment because we have a lot of shit going on in the world that doesn't allow people to feel safe so you know that we don't need some magic predictor of the future to tell you to take care of the oceans duh you know, you don't need some other predictor to tell you take care of the air. <coughs> if you're a smart fucking person, you know exactly where we're at because you stay grounded, mystic or not. You don't use conspiracy theories because it's a waste of time because you're proactively trying to figure out who are the active entrepreneurs, which is why I don't like those who create content and copy and continue to teach people this, which is why I've made it a point that I will at times talk about, do you think you're smart or stupid? Because apparently all the marketers that I've met so far, all my colleagues, I've yet to meet one colleague and entrepreneur who actually finds it insulting to use their actual capability to copy and use content in a way that actually says, I'm going to dumb it down because you're fucking dumb. I find it insulting. I've always found it insulting as a teenager and as a grown-up with all information I do know about inner children getting the little wands. And guess what? I'm going to make it a point to make sure they know if you get an authoritarian or an influencer to pull at your pain point, well, guess what? You didn't find a good therapist. I got a couple of them for you if you want it. And I'm a 5D mystic, so don't come to me to ask for some sob story because that's not how it works. Your oversoul is your playground if you turn your body into playground one. And if you stop thinking, I need gloves because nobody stood next to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, people, seriously, give it a rest. Okay, so as we end out, I have plenty of compassion and I have plenty of love, but I do know when I see a smart cookie and when I see one that's not. 
So the smart cookies are the ones who get the actual growing up material because they don't want to be lectured. And they find it insulting. Their body will be the body of you. Like when I was around 4D mystics and had no attachment or trauma, the body in the heart will be like, this is fucking bullshit. This is fucking bullshit. This is fucking bullshit. Because you will know step by step by step, they're not leading me to self-agency. This is, this is a lie. You just know this is a lie. It's distorted. That's why it's a lie. And it's because they're not in equanimity. They're not talking to you. They're exaggerating one side and another, likes and dislikes. And then they're looking like they're the superior being of you, just their posture. All you need to do is see how they sit and talk to you. The ones who are better at it, they have good intentions. And you can tell, and they are like, uh, I'm going to say skaters kind of thing. Ah, we're just cool, but we're not cool. We want to act like we're not cool, but we are a group. So they're soft-spoken, if you will, but still, a person who's like, what are you doing? We're all people, man. Are you, are you serious? So whenever we see a personality, we spot it like a hawk because <laughs> it's, uh, it's clear for a grown-up when you got a teenager. And I shouldn't say grown-up. It's clear for a whole three-year-old heart with a one-year-old. Okay, so as we end out, the reason why an actual feminine with their own masculine as well as a masculine with their own feminine will not be angry at their herd for basically giving me up for meat is because we want our herd to live. That's what it's called to be a whole human being. You don't actually have an agenda except for I'm a herd. I'm part of a group. I want my group. I want life. Here's where Sadhguru, when he says all life is potential, you want life. It's all life, not just humans, obviously the environment. If you don't understand that, then you're the stupid one, not the other way around. We are an ecosystem. It's like, duh, hello. So a person who is an inner adult, it's not sacrifice. But that's where the masculines come in and say, it is a sacrifice, Maria. And that's where I personally say, no, it's not. It's called, we are here to support each other with unconditional love. And it's something that is a calculated, unnecessary, no, it'll be a calculated risk that we don't need the psychopath to decide. And I love that we can destigmatize the psychopaths because we know how their brain works. But here's where they work the way they do, which is where they give them tests, or the, the, the one test is if you have to sacrifice one person to save six, the psychopath won't think twice of it, but their brain works a different way when they're actually having to make that choice, which is why if they're not in the right environment, they don't have what is called the emotional part of being part of a herd, if you will, and so they can become unfortunately low-functioning, and, and then they hopefully end up in a good prison with people that have good therapists. And today we have that. But long story short, what I was trying to say is we don't need the psychopath. Other people that don't have the psychopathic brain structure, they will take a little bit longer to make that decision. And then, you know, the rest will be if they're an actual adult, that means they won't make it based on preferences. While if you get a group herd person, they will actually think of, is this a person with my jersey? Do they like my sport or not? I don't know wait a minute, I'm going to make it based on if they're part of my group. So long story short, when you can actually just think, how can I make the biggest difference for all with a brain structure that is the typical, you will have a hard decision and your heart will suffer. 
with the psychopathic brain structure and a good surrounding they will still make the same choice but they will be able to make it without feeling shitty inside because their nervous system won't get agitated it's not because they don't know what's happening no it's just that their nervous system doesn't get reactive the same way so they still will feel the same emotion it just will feel physically slightly different because of that difference in the brain structure but that's with the high intelligence when we're all highly intelligent which means you have mental emotion physical intelligence and that's being smart so it's being unconsciously loving that's our human nature by the way and on that note nobody wants to be put in that position in fact we don't ever like it at all but let's come together and get away from the negative people they have a problem for every solution let's go to smart people and have ourselves work together to save as many lives as possible so we'll be back with more our human nature it's love remember have a good one